me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. Fuck it. And we are live here. Welcome to Metallicast Live. My name is Brandon. I am the host of Metallicast, the Metallica podcast. Uh, we do a weekly episode that comes out every Monday, but about once a month, I do a live stream on my Facebook page and on the Fans Not Experts YouTube page. Uh, FansNotExperts.com is our home site. And I'm very excited about this one. I have a very well-known uh, man among the Metallica nerds who collect... Nerds. Um, <laughs> nerds. Admit it, we're all nerds. Yes, I say that with pride. We were just before we went live, Brian and I were just talking about it. Well, let me introduce you guys. Uh Mr. Brian Silver. Brian, thank you so much for coming on. Uh thank you for having me again. Uh thrilled to be here. It's I I've been listening every week since we first got connected, what, two years ago? Yeah, um, it's a shame you guys. It's a shame you guys have to see me in person, see how <laughs> ugly I really am. And I'm realizing, I'm realizing with the light shining on my forehead, how big it really is right here now. So, listen, listen. How do you yeah. think I feel? All right, this is just, this is just going farther back each passing year. You know, right? Well, you know, it's funny when you're on tour, you meet so many people, and I purposely am not friends with anybody with long or good hair because I'm so <laughs> jealous of them. You know, so it's yeah. like all these guys with great manes at 40 yeah. years old. It's like, get lost. Who are you kidding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you still have your long hair? Gross. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. How could you, man? Grow, grow up. Man, I wish I was you. Man, I wish I was you. <laughs> well, you know, there's a lot of excitement about you coming on in the collecting circle, especially. Um, first of all, you know, again, thank you. And second of all, just so everybody knows, Brian's feeling under the weather, and he said, the show must go on. I said, Brian, are you sure we can we can postpone it for a week? He said, No, I got people messaging me. They're ready for the show, and uh, so thank you for you know braving your illness to come on, and also an extra special thank you because I know that showing off your collection is not something that you are used to doing, uh, but you have so many unique items uh, and great items uh, that I'm very. Uh, I, I feel I'm just very happy and excited to uh, finally get to see some of the items. I know that uh, you had mentioned we connected a couple years ago. You came on a, uh, an episode. You talked about your collection. But now we have the video component. And uh, we also did a great episode on, uh, I think it was The Unforgiven, right? I think we... Correct. Yeah, yep. we did a very... Uh, we did a... a that, w- that episode went way deeper than I was expecting. We started dissecting the lyrics yeah. and just having... Com- complete uh nerd out and uh we're i'm gonna mention the word nerd a lot i think this episode because brian and i are, are huge nerds like we all are. of you watching you know yeah. um and we wear that badge with pride so as you might be able to see on the screen please join the conversation in the chat um i see robert what's up andrew with the devil horns blake hey guys how's it going life is good man life what's up, is everybody? good Oh, Met fan Mike, I see you in the chat there. Yo, Brandon, what's up, Brian? Been waiting for this. Mike, uh, we got to get you on one of these too, man, and talk about your travels around the uh, around the states. Yes, we do. Guy's a legend. Yes. Um, and also probably one of the nicest human beings in all the Metallica world. 
I had the pleasure of uh, I went to the Albany uh, show on the Hardwire tour, and I had the pleasure of meeting uh, Mike really quick beforehand. And uh, so I'm looking forward to you know when this COVID's not a thing and concerts are happening and we can all meet up at a show and connect again. Yeah, absolutely. Soon enough. Yeah, I, I got my fingers crossed. Richard S. He frequent. Uh, oh, we're we're glitching out a little bit. Please excuse the technical difficulties, Brian. You're glitching out a little bit. Can you hear me? Okay. Fine. All right. Okay. Yeah, you you were it was a little bit glitchy there for a second with the connection, but I think we're good now. Uh, Richard, I see. Good morning. He's saying he's from Australia. Richard is a great guy, Brian. Have you heard? I, I'm sure if you listen to the podcast, yeah, he's been on a bunch. Yeah. Uh, great music journalist, the biggest Saint Anger fan that I know. I uh, and I I see the Savettos too, a, a loyal listener. So thank you for that. Marcin can't wait for the collection. Can't wait to see Ugh. the collection. Uh, me too. I, I we're gonna dive into that a little bit. Brian, how did you get into uh, – I know we talked a little bit about this the first time you were on, but we got a lot of new viewers, and uh, th- when this comes out as a podcast, I'm sure we'll have a lot of new listeners. So tell us like, how you got into Metallica and how you got into collecting Metallica. Yeah, so well, first of all, I want to say one thing that you said before, which is um, me showing off my collection is not something I do often, and it's, it's gonna, I'm going to feel like I'm naked a little bit. Um, it's, not, <laughs> it's not my comfort zone. Um, I've had a few collectors that have traveled from uh, from abroad and different parts of the country and, frankly, across the world that, that have seen it, which has been amazing. But for me to put it up on the Internet is uh, not something I'm overly comfortable with. But for you, you know I would do it. Um, so I I'm appreciate you, sh- Brian. So I'm excited to show, uh, show it for you and everybody here. But, um, you know, everybody remembers their story of how they got into Metallica. Mine got started with uh, an old friend of mine. His name was Dan Lindgren. His brother Jonas was a drummer. Uh, in his bedroom, he had a Tama Rockstar DX drum set. They took up the entire room. And the first thing I ever heard was Harvester of Sorrow on tape um, and fell in love with that. So that's my story. Never stopped since then. How I got into collecting, I think like most kids, you know, especially men or boys, you know, I started off with sports collecting. What I realized as I started to get older was everybody was collecting sports stuff. And although I'm still a big sports fan, but really baseball fan, my passion was really in music. And I thought, you know what, this might be a cool thing to do. And I started it so long ago when it wasn't cool and it was actually fairly affordable to do. Um, And now that hobby is not so affordable and it's much harder (laughs) to find some of these pieces. So that's what, that's what brought me, that's what, that's what brought me into it. And I think that, um, you know, my passion and my compulsion of truly understanding it and, and not to be burned on forgeries, which I had been done so many times, even more, um, for me to just learn and learn and learn. And the more I became obsessed with that, uh, the more I just was really obsessed with collecting. So, um, you know, that's where we're at. That's awesome. So I'm curious, you know, from your perspective, uh, you know, you said when you started kind of really getting into it, it was not so much a thing and items were not as expensive, perhaps, or perhaps they were easier to come by in certain ways. When did you kind of see uh, collecting and specifically Metallica collecting, I'm talking about, kind of start to grow and expand, become a thing? Was it really my my, my guess is I'm going to take a guess before you answer sort of when uh, social media came around, people could easily connect online. But I, I, I'd be very interested to hear your what what your perspective is on that 
you know, I would say, so, so I'm very specific on what I collect, first of all. So I collect old flyers, old handbills, um, you know, anything that's used or authentic, um, and then signed items that are usually only signed by all four members on one piece. So I'm very specific with what I look for. And I would say that, you know, over the last five years, it started to become more and more of an increased demand of a hobby. But much to, I think, ever since COVID hit, it has exploded. Prices have gone through the roof like you couldn't imagine. Um, and at the beginning of COVID, everybody was actually thinking quite the opposite. I was actually thinking this was going to be a great time to kind of load up the collection and, you know, help some people out around the world that are always looking for pieces because I have a lot, a lot of people that will reach out to me um, to buy and sell things. And it was quite the opposite. And we've seen some record record prices of, of items. And I would say that really the kickstart to um, a lot of this, even before then, was there's an auction two years ago by a company called Backstage Auctions. Um, and they sold a bunch of handbills and signed items and handbills and flyers we're going for up to $3,500 each. And these were items that at one time I was getting for $25 from people that were there, you know, in 82 and 83 with Metallica. So that was kind of the kick of it. And like the owner of Backstage Auction said to me was, you know, whether we want to face it or not, we're all getting older. And us Metallica fans are getting to a different point of our lives where we want to have a good collectible. And so the value of these things for us, whether it's one piece or 10 pieces, um, they're more and we're willing to pay more for them because we want that relic of Metallica close by to us. And so we are kind of inflating our prices ourselves because we're the collectors. Right. Yeah. That makes total sense. Uh, the Savettos are saying, I, I'm not sure if it's Sarah and Ralph or just Ralph there. Stupid supply and demand. <laughs> You're right. Well, you know, and I, you know, that's a, that's a great point. And I'll tell you, there's uh a huge conversation that I have with a lot of people, and when you talk about supply and demand, actually, is Cliff Burton era stuff versus the 2016, really 2016 to 2020 um, Metallica stuff with James Hetfield. Because some can absolutely argue with you that the stuff to get now with the current lineup with James and how restricted he is in signing is actually more difficult to, to get than Cliff signatures. The reality is that people just don't want to get rid of a Cliff signature anymore because cliff's cliff and he's not here to sign another piece but um you know those james pieces are getting really expensive really fast with the lack of signing he's doing nowadays yeah that's interesting to hear because he's definitely chosen to become a little bit more of uh more private and he's not doing the meet and greets anymore i think even when you get the the somebody will know i the, the name's escaping when you get the the VIP package on the last tour, I think he stops doing that even, and just as part of you know his his thing that he's going through, and we definitely respect it. But it definitely, as you said, uh, you know makes the sh- makes it a little bit of a shortage in uh, recent years. Um, are we? You still got? You still hear me, Brian? Yeah. All right. So can you hear me. Yeah, I can hear you now. I think there was a little bit of a, a connection lag there, but I think we got each other now. So uh, I guess, you know, how dare I ask how many items are in the collection currently? Do you know uh, off the top of your head? I, I, I do. So uh, it's about 214 um, is, is what's in the collection. I, I have it written down, but I don't have it in front of me of the breakdown of like, 
of Cliff era, Rob era, you know, Jason era stuff. Um, but with that also, it has original flyers. I have things like uh, demos. I've got James's burn glove that he wore, you know, during the Black Album Tour. So all that stuff is kind of included into that number. But, um, you know, I would bet you that over the years, I've probably sold a thousand pieces. And I wish there's a lot of things I wish I could have back years over years. But I feel that where my collection is now, I've sold a lot of things to get pieces I want. Um, you know, I'm always looking for, for more, but I really was trying to, um, you know, just get a nice roundabout collection for myself. But I've, I've sold a lot more than I've had over time. And I've not been one to, I'm not normally a flipper, but sometimes you find a piece that you really want and you got to be willing to trade something for it. Sure. Is there a, like a holy grail piece that you've not been able to get your hands on that you are still working towards? I mean, there's, there's plenty for any collector, right? But yeah. I, I think one of the, mo- one of the most simple ones for me is a signed garage ink LP. So I have a signed garage ink flap, but I don't have the actual LP signed by them. Um, that and the, I guess the original S and M LP as well too, but I'm not even so worried about that. Cause I got a, the, um, the playbill from it signed by all four of them, but to not have that garage ink, uh, signed is kind of like gets me right there a little bit <laughs> so if anybody watching or listening is out there please please <laughs> the man is please. willing to trade <laughs> please please <laughs> so yeah so that's that's the one and look there's always i mean i know a lot of collectors that have henren items and things like that and i'm big into that as well too and i know who a lot of them are obviously i don't know everybody but there's a ton of that stuff, and I would like every single bit of it. And, you know, every collector deserves to have it as much as I do. So, right. you know, they know I'm interested. And if they ever want to sell or trade, I'm here. But I'm not a pressure type of guy that I'm going to keep texting and emailing and yeah. things like that. But there's Give a lot me of, that. of great Give stuff. Give me that. Yeah. There's a lot of great stuff. I mean, the stuff when you look at, you know, like the Kill em All box set, for example, a lot of those old letters and flyers that you see in the signed stuff, that's all from, from collectors' collections, you yeah. know? And so... People like you and I are the ones that own that stuff. Not even Metallica has some of that stuff. So those are those are all the pieces that that are still I would love to have. Yeah, I know when uh, John Canarens was on the podcast, who has he you know he's he knows Metallica in the early days. He's friends with Lars Ulrich, um, and he 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 helped Brian Slegal with the whole Metal Massacre, hit the lights, all that stuff. He had a he had a hand in all that, and he has Metallica items uh, like the leather belt. Yeah, yes, the famous bullet belts that both James and Ron McGovney wore in some of those early photos. Um, and it was just one belt that they would trade back and forth, you know, right. De- depending on the show or the the, the photo session. Um, but he, he was saying the same thing where, you know, he has certain things that are, you know, locked away. And the Metallica's camp came to him to, you know, take photos and. Uh, or to get audio from something for those box sets. And so just to align with your point that it's all coming from collection from collectors primarily. I mean, uh, Lars Ulrich has a lot of stuff, but he does not have a lot of that nitty gritty uh, flyers. And, you know, I'm sure he's not into yeah. collecting his own autographs. So. Yeah, right. It'd be a little, be a little weird. That would be a little weird. Here's my wall of Lars autographs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and th- this was me signing in 1984. Yeah. So. You can see how, it progresses from 1984 yeah. to 
So get, I, I mean, the autographs do change and can you see, I, I, I know the answer, but you can see an autograph and basically pinpoint the, about the year. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, and there's a lot of, there's characteristics you look for. Um, you know, some of the most obvious is, you know, early on he was signing his full name and obviously later years he's signing just Lars. Well, it's kind of a Lars, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> but you, you know, you, you can see that with, you can see that with all of them. And I would say I'm pretty yeah. good, you know, probably within a two, maybe a three year span, um, depending on what era it is. But yeah, I, I can nail them pretty quick. I, so on the last episode of Metallicast, I had Bob Simonson on who plays guitar in yep. the band Takashi, who opened up for Metallica in 84. Yep. And he tells that story, if you listened, of he they the band did uh, an autograph session with Metallica before the show, and James was signing all of them drink vodka. Drink vodka. <laughs> right. Is anybody drinking vodka tonight? I hope, so. I hope so. I hope so. Let us know. Uh, let us know in the chat. Batfan Mike says, by the way, trust me, we appreciate it when you are willing to part with the goods. <laughs> <laughs> love that guy. Um, so I, I love talking to you, but I think it's time, uh, if, if you're ready, to start seeing some of the pieces in the collection. I know it's what everybody is uh, eagerly yeah. waiting for. I don't know. Where, wherever you want to start. Is so well, yeah. So I mean, we're not gonna uh, we're not gonna stop and look at every one of them. Sure. Um, you know, but and we might lose a little audio connection. So if we do, let me know because I I actually go downstairs. Um, but let me figure out how to turn my camera around. Wrong <laughs> button. Um, let's see. Let's let's all time let's Brian. That, see. Oh, there we go. There that we was go. really quick. All right. all right. I thought I'd get the timer out, Brian. But you're good. You're good. <laughs> All right, so so we'll start with this because I'm still upstairs. Um, my wife has a lot of patience with me that the collection's <laughs> even starting to creep up into our living room. But um, this is the one of the original posters from Cliff's last show, awesome. so um, obviously a sacred item that deserves to be amongst my family. So um, so this is the only Metallica piece that's made it up this far so far. So all right, so we'll come on down, and again, I hope we don't lose you. So. The way I kind of have it all laid out, too, so if you kind of see before we go down the stairs, um, everything going down the stairs is original flyers, original handbills, um, original clippings from newspapers. Everything is before 86, um, when finding them in, an, in a newspaper was not a common thing. So, um, you know, if I were to just show you some of these, um, like I love this one right here, you can see... Uh, this is the Heavy Metal Top 10 compiled with the assistance of Rock and Roll Heaven. Number one is the Metallica No Life to Leather demo, right? Nice. And so this is from April 13th, 1983, and it's called Chart Action. That's the page. Um, but then you've got all sorts, you know, I've got all sorts of different flyers, and they're all over the place, and sometimes they're headliners. Sometimes you got to look for them really small. You know, they're <laughs> below Exciter here, you know. Um, you know, I mean, I look for some of these things, like, look at this, uh, Vandenberg. The rods in Metallica, right? <laughs> you see that? So we got a we got a whole bunch of these going all the way down. Um, that's the that's the flyer to their first show. Got that from Ron McGovney, um, way before Ron started doing uh, reproductions of it. So that's one of the original ones. Um, but you got all sorts of flyers going up and down the walls. And then you turn here, and then uh, we. Can we got a little bit basement. of a, oh there so we go in this area 
All right. I'll, this is my kid's playroom. <laughs> so, so you can see I've got uh, signed drum heads by everybody. I've got large sticks. I've got some used shirts as well, too. Um, so all these are um, all done. I think I've got as much money in framing as I do the pieces themselves, but I feel like, you know, it's important to have them displayed correctly. For sure. So, oh. And then each one of these pictures um, of Lars with the sticks are actually from the show that he was playing them at. Um, awesome. So those are those are pretty cool as well, too. And then I've got uh, some more signed things there. And everything, it's important to say, and this was a big discussion on a chat the other day, everything that I have signed is signed in the right era. Um, and I know a lot of people were asking me my opinion about should Jason be signing you know, ride the lightning stuff and all that. It's all in the eye of the collector. Do whatever you want. There's no right or wrong in collecting. Sure. Um, so, you know, but then, so just got some miscellaneous things. Here's every album signed in the era signed. Um, one of the hardest, which is very surprising, a lot of people can't find, um, is the Black Album. And you would think with how long they toured for two and a half years um, behind that album that there would be more of them out there. And there are right. not a lot of uh, signed Black Albums. So, oh, wow. Um, so you got some set lists here. Uh, this is actually in the Kill 'Em All book that they put out. A couple set lists to myself. This is a set list from the channel in 1984. Um, some miscellaneous stuff here. Handwritten letters. Um, I love these, actually. So these were questionnaires that the guys wrote when they first went overseas. Um, so this one was Cliff's. Might be hard to see, but it says your hobbies. Uh, fishing, fucking drinking, and then he crossed off fucking drinking and wrote and wrote and wrote drugs. Um, you know, um, you know, education. Some college, not much. Signed by him. Um, now here's what here's what really is crazy. Six foot, hundred and thirty five pounds, uh, and then James is up there, six two, hundred and fifty. Um, you know, I mean, these guys are twi these guys are twigs. But you yeah. know, the thing I really love about the James one is it says for member of other bands and right there you know obsession and leather charm and wow. when you see that you know you hear all the stories about that but to get that in writing is really cool right um so i got some lars so letters cool. to kj dunn and uh another one here here's one from kirk to a, a horror collector this one i actually just got in an auction it's to getty lee from rob trujillo just thanking oh, wow. him for a great show um so i got this this was a letter that uh, was left in the hotel of everybody for the 30th anniversary show, thanking them for coming, uh, of all the performers signed by all four. Uh, this was to one of the sound techs uh, with Ride the Lightning. You can see Sweet Silence 84 uh, signed by Lars, which is pretty cool. Bunch of receipts. And then you head over this way. There's just posters signed. Uh, this might be one of, if not the only um, known set of all eight Warhols from the 30th anniversary show that I got. Oh, wow. Um, so pretty pumped, pretty pumped about those. Some miscellaneous stuff there, all the black and bottles signed and all that. Um, we'll quickly go through these, but uh, some handwritten lyrics um, by James. They're, so this is my favorite one, Hit the Lights. Um, and these were all done for a guy that was trying out for the band um, when James didn't want to sing. Um, I got a copy of Metal <laughs> Militia that was, this was for... Uh, when the album was released, uh, that's Cliff's writing of Master of Puppets down there. If you ever got to take a shit, you got some uh, <laughs> some stuff to look at because I'm running out of space. And then just some miscellaneous stuff. You got I got magazines here. I mean, all sorts of shit. You know, it's uh, it's crazy. 
uh, business cards, old tickets, you know, some amazing collectors have helped me, you know, sold me, trade me, get some of this, these other things. It's been incredible. Um, this was from Bill Hal, who was a photographer in the early days. Uh, and it's hard to see, but it says to Bill, keep your nose clean and your mind dirty signed by Lars. <laughs> um, so that's, so that's pretty cool. James wrote one back here. See in hell, Bill, um, you know, signed by all four of them. And then, uh, this is kind of like the main wall here. Um, this is probably my wow. favorite one. So I'll just kind of, you know, everything's signed by the groups. This is my favorite piece of everything. You're going to ask me that. What's funny. We talked about value. I bought this one. And I looked this up today before the, before the show, $271 for that piece, 14 wow. years ago. If I were to, if I were to try to find something like that right now, trust me, it's not a $271 piece. <laughs> so, uh, um, the, um, this right here might be a pretty famous photo that people have seen before, sure, uh, yeah. trade or anything like that. Um, I think we've all seen one of those before the, one of the hundred black and white photos signed by them. Nice. Um, just some other things. The big, the big item of 2020 was the sheet, uh, sheets from San Francisco, mm -hmm. uh, a symphony somehow i ended up with uh, the front page of sandman go figure um <laughs> and then just some other miscellaneous ones here and then i think the one other that i'll show you quickly uh and then we can just talk so this piece up here is really cool and you can actually find i bought this on an auction so you can find the full details on it and all that stuff and i bought this like 10 years ago it would never have i would have never have gone for what i did but this is what they call the blue line uh version of kill em all and what that was is this is the final layout of kill em all and this was what this guy, uh, Harold Reich, and it's signed to Harold and Sherry, uh, Sherry who was his wife, and they did the, the layout for the album. And so the, the blue line was the final copy. This was kind of like the blueprint. This was when they approved it, they signed it. And so this is technically the first ever signed Kill em All right here. Oh, um, wow. This was the one they saw. They said good. And then they... Uh, and then they autographed it for him, and that's when they went to print after this. So you can see it says, thanks for everything from Cliff, Cheryl and Harold. Thanks, Kirk. Um, many thanks. Keep, keep giving them hell, James. Thanks for all. So I think that's uh, a pretty special one right there. Um, and then the last two that I'll just – the last two I'll show you really quickly. I um, mean, I could talk about it for days, obviously. Are these two right here? So I think the one on the right, everybody probably recognizes. That's what James had to wear after he got burned by stepping on the uh, – the pyros in uh, Montreal. So that was his burn glove. And then the other one is this, this one right here. And so there's a lot of demos, um, but this is actually the demo that Lars gave to Johnny Z to get them signed to their first oh, wow. ever record label. So um, I was lucky to acquire this many years ago. Um, and believe me, I hold on to this with a iron fist because this will never leave it. But this is really the start of Metallica's record career or recording career. I guess we could say as we know it, and this got them what they got. So, um, so that's what there are. And I got other demos and things like that down here. So there's other miscellaneous things, you know, the old no life to leather demo, the metal up your ass. So a couple other ones. I like this one. This was a, this is an original demo that Cliff signed to somebody. Fuck you slut. So <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty standard. So, so that kind of, uh, that kind of quickly gives you the quick run around awesome. of, uh, of everything that's down here. Awesome. Try, try to you turn my camera around. Do you think the uh, the fuck you slot was uh, an autograph for Dave Mustaine? 
Is that too soon to bring up the mistake? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? That's very, that, that's never too soon. <laughs> no, it's, look at the guy just got a huge deal with uh, Gibson guitars. I know. So I he, saw that. Good for him. He's fresh on the, on the ability to get ripped on right now. <laughs> so, no, never too soon with a Mustang comment. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so yeah. So that's that's a, that's awesome. a little bit of um, that's a little bit of what the collection is. I you know it's internet. So awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing. I definitely want to. Uh, um, Mike says you're going to have to give us all a couple of minutes to smoke and calm down after that. <laughs> if you need a smoke break or take a you know take a shower. Go right ahead. Uh, we'll be here when you come back. <laughs> well, Mike, know, Mike knows. So there are not a lot of Metallica collectors in Illinois. And Mike is yeah. on the other side of Illinois. You know, I'm as north as you can get. He's as south as he can get. But he knows he's, uh, you know, a gas tank and a half away from coming to hanging out. And so at some point, yeah. he knows the door is open for him. Awesome. Well, uh, we have Robert say, next time I come home, I want a tour. <laughs> so yeah. people are lining up. You can start charging admission now. I'm sure, no. I'm sure your wife will love it. <laughs> she, well, I'll, I'll tell everybody a funny story really quickly. Um, so the first time I ever had a collector over, and I've had a couple since then, but the first time I ever had a collector over was Wayne Summers, who many people know. He's been a big Metallica collector for years. He's been on tour with Metallica for so many years that everybody's gotten to know, and he's the nicest guy in the world. Um but so, you know, we had been chatting online for years and he said, hey, you know, I'm going to come, uh, I'm going to come to the States. There's this band, uh, 10 years I'm, I'm a big fan of, and I'm going to, they're going to play some shows around Chicago. I'd love to get together. I said, yeah, why don't you stay at my house and we'll go to dinner. I can show you, you know, and I can show you the collection. He's like, oh my God, I'd love to. So I tell my wife this and she's like, wait a minute, you're telling me that some guy you've never met before is going to show up at our house, stay here, look at your collection, which you're so private about. And this is okay for you? And I was like, of course it is. Like, why wouldn't it be? You know? Like, is, You're is like, not it's normal? Wayne. Right? Is, it, is this not normal? I mean, I know he's Wayne. I don't know much more about him, but he's supposed to be a really good guy. Um, and, you know? I mean, fast forward four years later, we've become super, super close friends. He's, I mean, I consider him yeah. one of my closest friends in the world, literally, because he's in Europe. Um, but it's, and that's just the, the beauty of, of what love we do, it. right? It brings us all together. Yeah, I love it. I mean, that's a huge part why I started you know, the show just to talk to people like you and, you know, be, be a little bit, uh, bigger part of the community than just, you know, listening and interacting with people. And, you know, I love that part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, if you have questions for Brian, please put them in the chat. I'll start reading them in a moment. I have a few very random questions for you sure. uh, that popped into my head, uh, when you're giving the, giving us the tour question one how much for the barbie house the 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 <laughs> wow well you know that that bar that barbie dream house is a it's a real gem my youngest would kill you you think you think anything anything on the wall before the barbie dream house the cost the costco one she doesn't seem to care about it as much but the barbie dream house is a real challenge uh, but in all seriousness I, I this is a random question but i i, I noticed when you said you have Every LP signed in the era, you you mean it, and you have Lulu down there. Is, does that have a Lou Reed autograph on it? Uh, it does not have Lou Reed on it, but uh, I'm I'm surprised you caught that. I uh, yes, I do have Lulu down there. Yeah, I can't even I can't even tell you I've heard every single track on Lulu. I hated it so much. <laughs> um, but no, I've, I've actually I've, and I, you know what I've actually seen after I got that one, which was not easy to get. I actually saw one with Lou Reed's signature on it, and. 
obviously would have loved to have had that one in the collection, but um, you know, I already had one and I wasn't going to go for, <laughs> go for broke on two. Uh, um, and I, and I, I noticed too, just uh, you know, I'm, I'm not knocking St. Anger here, but I, I think I saw a St. Anger thing over, over your toilet. Was that intentional or that's uh, wow. <laughs> Where was the guy who loved Saint Anger? I'm, just, was the, I'm saying this was, hoping that Richard S. He's still watching. I, I and I, I like Saint Anger for the record. I, I, I do actually like that album, but I, I, I just gotta, you know, I, I, I could take my jabs at my favorite band still. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, look, at, I, I would take Load and Reload a hundred times over Saint Anger, but I still respect Saint Anger for what it had to be at that time. Yeah. I, I, I like all the records for what they are. And yeah. I and I do enjoy St. Anger. I really, truly do. Um, Robert's asking, what piece is the closest to you, not bought, but your best interaction? My best interaction? Uh, probably the co- coolest one, which I didn't really focus on, was Lars gave me a stick um, at Lollapalooza when they were um, at Lollapalooza in Chicago in 2015. And uh, I have a... I have a friend that works for Metallica so he put me right front row right everything and he kind of knew um who I was and so afterwards he went over and handed it to me and he said make sure to add this to your collection and so um so that was that was pretty cool so um that's probably just because at least for two seconds I felt like they actually knew what it was um (laughs) you know but then uh not last year already two years ago Lars was in Chicago for a inner night thing and I took a whole bunch of pictures on my phone of the collection and some items like the like the handwritten lyrics, and I also gave him the stick. And I, I showed it all to Lars because I had a, like a minute and a half with him. And uh, he was so into it, so much that when the security guards told me, like, hey, let's go, Lars was like, no, 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 hold on. And one thing, if you've ever met Lars, is, you oh, know, yeah. say what you say about him and his personality. You know, he has incredible memory, and he is very genuine in the moment, right? You know, maybe totally. he's a little bit more, you know, uh, rock, star, rock star lifestyle than the rest of them or whatever, but in the moment he makes you feel like a million bucks mm-hmm. and does nothing but listen to you. And, um, it was really cool to say, Hey dude, you gave me this in that law of 2015 is like, yeah, you know, and I told him who the connection was and he was like, of course, yeah, the big Metallica collection. That's why you're showing me all these, you know? And it was like, dude, like, you know, you got my number on speed dial or what Lars, but it's, <laughs> it's just cool. It's cool how he does that. Right. He, it, totally, he does get yeah. that, you know? Yeah. He will make you feel like you've known him personally like your whole life like yeah. i remember i i had the opportunity to meet him uh backstage at a show and uh he was inter we my wife worked for was working the event and so she knew basically the publicist who introduced us to lars and uh the publicist just mentioned like oh they just got um engaged and lars like oh my god congratulations and i'm just like wait 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 like let's back up here like you should not be congratulating me on any like you know it's just it takes you back a little bit because he has that kind of you know well he is a rock star so um robert says i have a clear beer cup from milwaukee james handed me full slammed it and drink from it till this day oh is that wrong oh you drink from it robert <laughs> go for it all right i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you a funny story if, if you drink from it i'll give you a, a story so first time i met uh lars was at the atlantic city uh ryan fest that was the first one yeah the first one was in atlantic city yeah okay and so um i got t- i got tipped off to where they were staying 
Uh, I went to the hotel bar. I was hanging there. Um, one of the security guards I ended up meeting there who's become a great dear friend of mine, uh, but Lars wasn't down there. We were hanging out for hours. And it was my birthday. It was June 25th. And it was probably 3.30 in the morning. I actually have a photo so I could timestamp it. And, you know, we're all drunk. Lars walks in. And my, my now dear friend who, you know, was hammered had to immediately turn into work mode and become bodyguard for Lars. Well, Lars comes down there. He's ordering drinks. He's sitting talking to me just like you were saying, like, we've been friends forever and I'm there yeah. and it's Chris Jericho. It's like the weirdest group that I shouldn't belong with, right? <laughs> my little brother um, and a couple other people. And at the end of it, Lars leaves. You know, everybody else is still there. And so Lars leaves like a full drink, which I know never happens. So as soon as he walks out, what do I do? But I take the drink and I slammed it myself and practically made out with the glass to make sure I could get whatever's DNA inside my system. It was fucked up. And that's a true story. That's a true story. That is amazing. I mean, let's be honest. If if all of us were in your position, especially if we were hammered, you would have done the same thing. <laughs> Thanks. I feel good. I feel good because my brother who was next to me still reminds me of it. Says, that was so fucked up you did that. Listen, yeah, it's either right. it was either going to be you or Chris Jericho, all right? So you're right, you're right. I'll take I'll take Lars over Chris Jericho any day of the week. <laughs> I, I did have uh, another question for you. I know that you had mentioned before, you know, for the uh, remastered box sets and whatnot and um, you know, they reach out to collectors and I know you have one or two items that were, uh, include the box of where did they get, did they reach out to you? Did the camp reach out to you, uh, personally about, uh, no. needing no, anything I, or they had, no, I submit, I, they, uh, they started for the kill them all box set and they, um, sent an email out to, I think all the Metallica club members at the time right. and they just asked for submissions. And so I sent a whole bunch of pictures then, and then, for when they were doing the Master of Puppets one, I didn't hear anything from the Kill em after for the Ride the Lightning one, but for the Master of Puppets one, they asked me if I had any additional items, and I sent in more photos, and none of them got used. So I've got yeah. I got I got two things in there that set list, and one of the one of the handbills that um, was there um, are, are the two items that I had. Awesome. Um, yeah, if there's any other questions, please put them in the chat. Uh, Part of the reason why you want to come on here, Brian, because, uh, you know, beyond uh, being nice enough to let us into your private collection, um, you you are uh, you wanted to announce something. Yeah. So, I mean, you make it drum it up like it's a huge thing, right? <laughs> it's really it's really not. But, you know, really, um, you know, really, I believe it's a it's a need for the Metallica world. And so um, that is that. um I'm starting a, a Metallica-only authen, uh, authenticity company um, called Metallographs, and it's going to have a website that will be up next week and all the bells and whistles. A Metallica fan and collector, Graham Stark from Australia, has been beyond amazing. I sent a, I put a thing up and said, hey, if anybody knows how to do this um, you know, and help me build a website, let me know. And the Metallica world, he reached out and has been amazing to work with and has helped me out with it. But the real reason behind it um, and even today on a lot of the chats, it happens every day. Um, you know, I get people from around the world, I would say five to 10 emails a day asking about items, asking about um, sellers and things like that. And if you look, the the big bands of the world, and even not so many of the big bands, but, you know, there's obviously the Beatles and there's Pink Floyd and there's Zeppelin 
and there's all these bands, you know, Elton John's got it, you name it, David Bowie, Michael Jackson. Um, they all have one person that they consider an expert. And while I far consider myself an expert, I surely think that I know a lot and continue to educate myself onto Metallica autographs. And so I think that for the sake of the Metallica world, and this is not a moneymaker, so don't confuse that for a second, but for the sake of the Metallica hobby, I wanted to um, have a formal place for us to trust and know we can count on. I mean, there's things today with, you know, five items that are posted, for example, with a major, um, you know, major authenticator that all five of them are clearly fake. And there was a huge discussion about it today on some chats. Um, and so my goal is to just put some ease in the Metallica collecting world, um, help it out, become that source that you can come to me. I'll keep a database of everything for everybody. I already have a database of a ton of things that people have already reached <laughs> out to me about. Um, just, just so we have that and just so we have that for our community um, and beyond our community, I think for the people that are looking to get into it, it could be the trusted source for Metallica items moving forward. And so that's really what it is. It's not a, it's not a money play. It's much more about preserving the hobby that you know, a lot of us are into right now. Well, you, you downplayed it saying it's not a big deal. I think if you are a collector and you're into autographs, this is a big deal. And I think, like you said, it is definitely something that uh, Metallica fans want and need. I mean, one look, just a glance at any of the collector's pages on Facebook, for example, there are constantly people posting asking if you know an autograph is real or from what era it's from or what what have you and uh you are frequently uh the person that people refer others to saying brian well, knows brian will know brian knows brian will know and, and, and i think people know and i think people will notice that i almost never reply to those because i'm not trying to you know i'm not trying to you know barge my way into anything or anything like sure. that so i get that all the time and look if somebody private messages me i'm happy to have the conversation but that happens all the time. They tag me and they're like, ask Brian Silver. And unless somebody reaches out to me, I, I just don't want to. But mm -hmm. and the real reason that I actually, the other part of why I came up with the idea to even do this was um, I had a company that, that it's a fairly well-known COA company um, in the States that reached out to me. They must have seen the amount of times I was tagged on posts and asked me if I had interest in doing it for them. They actually sent me a bunch of questions, sent me a bunch of pictures, asked me what I thought. And that's kind of when I started getting the wheels turning, being like, wait a minute, screw them. Like, I should do this just for the Metallica collectors. Like I'm yeah. a fan, like we're fans. And when you think about the whole idea of these major houses, you know, the Beckett's, the PSAs, the, the JSAs, you know, um, the Roger Epperstein's of the world in no disrespect to them, but you know, they're supposed to know everything from George Washington to George, you know, to George Harrison, to Lars yeah. Ulrich and everybody in between. And, how can you how can you tell yourself that a hundred times or even ninety percent of the time they're correct and it's it's hard and it's not a knock on them but we ask a lot out of those authenticators mm -hmm. so I'm one guy that's literally looking at you know at most eight autographs if you want to go all the way back to a early bit of Dave Mustaine and Ron McGovney right but it's really six guys more or less that I've literally spent more fifteen years of my life every day and it's nerd compulsion mm -hmm. right fifteen you know fifteen years looking online for good examples, bad examples, learning, you know, talking to some of those uh, authenticators and, you know, seeing what it is. So I think it will be great for our community and really is going to preserve the, the hobby of Metallica for a long time to come. And um, I know that I got a, you know, I, I know that I got a lot of uh, 
support from some of the the auction houses that I've talked to about this before as well too. So I think that that it will be good for all of us. Beautifully said. I absolutely agree. And uh, it, Matt Famike is saying it perfectly in chat. Congrats on this endeavor. Much needed service. This is huge news. This, I mean, everybody who's interested in 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 this community in collecting Metallica in autographs. You know, you are such a reliable and trustworthy source. And, you know, to to provide the service, I think, is really huge for us all. So thank you. Yeah, no, of course. And, you know, the other things that we're going to have on it is, you know, there'll be a a section on the website right where you can look at real versus fake uh, examples. So we've got some of them posted. And we're just going to do one of each era. But, you know, we'll do a hardwire to self-destruct real versus a fake. um, And... Uh, do that with all with all the different eras as well too. So, um, you know that's going to be on there. There's going to be a section where if people want to um, sell or trade things, we're going to have that for them as well too. And it'll all obviously anything that will be on the site, will I'll make sure is authentic before as well too. So, um, just trying to be a a, a central hub for uh, Metallica fans. Awesome, fantastic. When is the? Do we have a date yet when the site is officially launching? I know it's soon, but. I would so so Graham, my man in Australia, is working, and you know we could probably show it to you now, but it's uh, it's a couple days away, uh, a couple days away from going. So I would bet you by the end of next week. And Graham, if I'm off on that, I'm sorry, but it will be the website will be metallographs.com. Um, so we'll be able to take you right there as well too. But by the end of next week, and obviously there'll be postings on all the social medias. There's going to be a Facebook page. Um, and Instagram page as well too. That will all link through to everything, but we'll be out there for everybody. Awesome. And I will be sure to include on my own social media as well. Um, at Metallica spot on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please give me a follow on there. I, if you liked what you heard tonight, please check out the weekly Metallicast episodes. If you've not done so already, every Monday, there's a new episode. I have fellow fans on, I have journalists on bands, uh, people who have, personal professional connections to Metallica from way back in the day to present day. And I just, and we do deep dives into various topics and it, we, we try, I try to be uh, as comprehensive as possible because it's that nerd compulsion that Brian right. mentioned. <laughs> it's a no, it's a no bullshit podcast. How about that? Uh, I, I think I, I appreciate your, uh, your uh, endorsement there. Brian, thank you so much. This was absolutely great. We all really appreciate your time and your uh, and, and just what you do for us fellow Metallica fans. Oh, we do it. We do it for each other. It's a nerd community, and I'm uh, proud to be like the tiniest part of it in some way. And so, um, I appreciate you doing your part of it too. Thank you, Brian. Everybody, I hope you enjoyed the live stream. This, uh, If you missed any of it, the video will still stay out on Facebook and on the Fansound Experts YouTube page. That is fansoundexperts.com, our home site, uh, where you can find all Metallicast episodes. We're also, of course, on all other podcast services, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, ev- literally everywhere you get your podcasts. So please, uh, if you'd be so kind to subscribe, download, or what have you, this will be out in audio form as a podcast within 24 hours as well. So thank you, Brian. And thank you everybody thank you. for tuning in. Uh, and I, I, I'll do my little tag. I, I always end unless Brian, you, do you want to do the honors? Do you have a good James Hetfield impression, Brian? You know what? If I wasn't on day two of COVID, <laughs> thank God we're, 
<laughs> Thank God we're six feet away from each other because I wouldn't have been able to do this. I just got COVID yesterday. So uh, can, norm- yeah. normally I might have a good yeah, but tonight I'm going to leave it for you. So can you? So just for the record, Brian is doing this. I, I with with COVID. Just that's not a joke. That's legit. That's so, that's real. <laughs> that that's very real. So. Uh, Thank you, Brian. I said, are you sure you want to do this? We can push it back a week, two weeks, whatever. He's like, he's like, no, show must go on. I feel, let's I'm like, okay, you, you crazy man. Right? <laughs> but that's, but again, it's that nerd compulsion. So I will sign off as, uh, as I usually do till next time, ladies and gentlemen, middle up your ass. Yeah. yeah. Thanks all. Fab not experts.